Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you are awesome. God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be the change our world needs. But God, it starts with us. We need to be the change so we can change our world. And God, I just pray that you would be really with us throughout this month uh, and just really touch us and help us. And help us to see that, God, perhaps the sacrifices that we're going through and perhaps just the few things that we're doing right now, may we just see the rewards. Like Daryl said tonight, it's been life-changing. God, I just pray that it would be so life-changing for just so many that we would just see the miraculous supernatural take place and we would just see the breakthroughs, those things that we need changes in. God, we pray that you would produce that change that you would do it. And God, we just thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Come on, shout amen. amen. Have you been reading the emails? If you have not been receiving the emails, on your way out on the little table, we've got a copy of the first three days already printed out. So if you haven't been getting the emails, then please grab that. But here's another thing. If you have not been getting the emails, visit the Connect Zone and give us your email address. If you would say, well, I don't have an email address, then that's why you're not getting the emails. You have to have an email address to get the emails. But even if you don't have an email address and you maybe just have access to the web, you can go on our website and through the BTC page on the main page, you can follow the link and you can view everything that is going on there. I'm just really excited because this has been something that we have prayed much about. God gave me this theme back in August, I believe it was, September. Kelly and I went away for a week to the beach, and while we were on the beach, I saw a T-shirt, and someone had a T-shirt on, and there was a slogan on it. And wow, I was like, wow, that is really cool. And I began to think of it. And from whatever it said on the T-shirt, I said to Kelly, we're going to do a theme for the beginning of this year. It's called Be the Change be the change. And we've just been excited about that and anticipating God to do great things. But really, not only through this month, we're just believing this to be something that's going to go with us from now on. We just believe this is going to be a slogan that we're going to carry that's going to have so much that we're going to be talking to people at work around us and they're grumbling and complaining. We're just going to look them square in the eye and say, why don't you be the change? And what an opportunity it is for us to then share the gospel with them, how they can be the change and what changed in our lives. And that's so powerful about our testimony that we can share it with other people, that we can impact their lives. And I truly believe that every one of you, not just some of you, I believe every one of you can be the change that your world needs to see. I really, really believe that, that you can be the change. You can be the change that your world wants. And tonight I want to kind of put it 
slightly different. I want to put a different spin on it tonight. And instead of being called Be the Change, the title of my message tonight is Bring the Change. Bring the Change. Bring the Change. Come on, I'm glad this whole series, to be honest with you, Sunday's message wasn't what I originally planned to be preaching for the message. God just changed it and said, this is what I want you to do. And I had something else planned for tonight and God just changed it again. And he said, no, I want to do something. And I'm glad that we go by his plan and not our plan. We just have a plan just in case God doesn't show up. And I'm glad God shows up so he can just give his plan on there. But we're going to talk about bringing the change. What I believe is one of the most powerful tools of change that you can bring to your world is praise and worship. We're going to talk tonight about praise and worship. Jay and I had the privilege to be able to go hear an incredible message last night by Jensen Franklin. I stole some of his notes and I'm like, that's what we need. That's what we need through the fast. We're going to be doing living room worship and praise. And I thought, how applicable is this going to be for tonight? I believe that the reason why my life, if a lot of people look at me and say, wow, you're always so happy. You're always so upbeat. Don't you have any problems? Don't you have bad days and rough days? I do have rough days. But you know, the reason why I'm always on a high, if you want to put it that way, the reason why I've always got a smile on my face is not because I'm faking it to make it. The reason I am the way I am is because I know how to praise and worship God. And I want you to hear this tonight, and it's important for every one of you to hear this. After dad, I think dad is the greatest title that I could possibly have, and, and that's the greatest title that I could be ever given as dad. I love to hear my kids call me dad. But after that, I think the greatest title that ever could be put upon my life is he's a worshiper. He knows how to praise and magnify God. And I just really believe that's how important praise and worship not only is to my life, but I pray that's how important it is to your life. If it hasn't been up to now, I pray from tonight you're going to bring the change and you're going to realize the tool, the power that we have to change the circumstances and the situations as we begin to throw our hands in the air, take our focus off what's really going on and put our focus all on Him, the one that can turn around the situation the one that can take the impossible and make it possible. That's who we're worshipping. That's who we're praising. That's who we are ascribing greatness to. Look what it says in 1 Peter 2 verse 9. Most of you probably know the first part. Love it. It says, but you are who I am. You are a chosen generation. You're handpicked by God. I love that. Think about that. Handpicked by God. You're a chosen generation. You're royalty. You're a king. You're a queen. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are his own special people. I love how the King James says, you're his peculiar people. Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, he must have been talking about you. You're pretty peculiar. You're pretty peculiar. But that word peculiar literally means that God has placed you and put a circle all around you of blessing. He has set you up, is what I'm saying. He set you up for greatness. You're his special person. But notice this. Here's the end of the verse that we don't often hear. That you, who? 
me. The, who, the one who's chosen, the one who's royal, the one who's special, that I may proclaim the praises. God has called you and I to proclaim the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, that you may proclaim the praises of God. Come on, you can't proclaim something with your mouth shut. You can't speak something with your mouth shut. God has called us to proclaim, to show to those around. They used to have those who were proclaimers and their job was to go out and tell everyone what was going on. We would have in England a town crier and they would go out and they would say, Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. And they would proclaim to everyone what was happening, a new law or whatever the information someone needed to know. God has chosen you and I to proclaim the goodness of God that we would praise Him. Why? Because he brought us out of darkness. Come on, some of you are in a rough place. Some of you were miserable people that people did not want to be around. And God has saved you. Don't tell me you haven't got anything to praise him for. Come on, don't tell me you haven't got something to be thankful for. In other words, you are chosen to really praise God. You are chosen to really worship him. I want to play a video. Did we get this video? Did we do it? I want to play this video quickly for you. I watched this today. It's about six minutes. And it's an incredible clip on an awesome guy called Carl Lentz who leads the church in New York. And it's an absolute phenomenal video on worship. And I want this to lead in for what we're talking about tonight. So you ready? Watch this. But I'm here to tell you that your praise has to be bigger than your preference or how you feel. I don't know some of y'all who may know your Old Testament, Psalm 34, verse 1. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. There is no qualification. There is no narrative in the old Greek and Hebrew that you can find that's going to have some qualification all times, except it is at all times. Now, we have a generation that somehow has gotten it mixed up that how you feel really matters as a Christian. Can you believe that? Like, I want to have it my way. I want to do things when I want to do them. But who knows that it doesn't really matter how you feel sometimes to serve Jesus you got to do what's right. You're not going to feel like forgiving, but you got to forgive. You're not going to feel like worshiping sometimes, but you got to worship anyway. Otherwise, you will be stricken with the disease of me, which is somehow you thought it was about you. You ever heard people talk like this? Well, I don't really feel like going to the Father's house anymore because I used to go there, and I used to know everybody, but now I go, I don't even know anybody. There's all these fresh faces. People call it growth. I call it a little bit socially weird because I used to know everybody. Now nobody even knows me. And one time I tried to leave the Father's house to get to my lunch appointment up there at Applebee's, right? And I got caught in a traffic jam in my own church. I don't want to go to a church where I can't get out on time. And then one time I came in, right, and I got my own seat that I've been sitting in for nine years and I came in and somebody was in my seat. That's my seat. I bought that seat. They didn't even leave. They had no respect for where I've been. They don't even know the test in my money first of all, which gave me that seat in the first place. And then I get in there and I used to like the old worship that we do. Why are we doing these new songs? Pastor, you're talking about we need to do some new songs. First of all, you're going to do some new songs. At least do it in the key that I want because I like to worship my God in the key of A because it helps me kind of unleash some of my worship gifting. Secondly, why is the pastor preaching about all these new things. What about what I want? What about the teaching us where hey, whoever said any of this was about how you feel? It's never been about you. It's always been about him. And when you can praise God no matter how you feel, it's amazing how your feelings can get in line with what God wants. Do you know? 
Do you know that's why we worship like we worship? Some of y'all, I had a friend come in one time. He's like, why do y'all lift your hands? That's so weird. I was like, really? Have you ever seen yourself drunk? <laughs> Judge me. We lift our hands because, you know, it's a simple way to remind yourself. I, don't, I feel like living like this, but I'm going to lift my hands. Come on. I feel like keeping my hands in my pockets. But I'm gonna lift my hand. So any country in the world you go to, someone sticks a, a gun to your back, what are you gonna do? Woo. Universal sign of surrender. So we lift our hands at the Father's house if you're new to this type of church, not because we have lost, we surrender because He has already won. And sometimes you need to tell your body, well, you know what, body, you're not in control. I don't feel like being here. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just lift my hands and I'm gonna defy how I feel. So I can get used to it. And that's why we worship like we worship. I used to come in here and uh, a, a church like this. And I said, I will get saved because I've got no choice. But I will never drink the charismatic Kool-Aid. Never do the happy, clappy, emotional thing. You know, like all the lifting of the hands and stuff. My dad one time said, Carl, that's cool if you want to think like that. Um, but if you care about what people think about you in church, there's no way you can actually influence anybody outside of church, which is where it matters. I said, that sounds good. You know, I'll try that next week, Dad. So I was single. So how many single people do we have in here this morning? Hey, go ahead. Okay, I see. You're looking good. How many married people in here? Awesome. All right. Single people, one more time. Have a quick look around. Don't act like you don't want to so bad. <laughs> so I came in, and I just was like, I'm going to try to worship. You know, uh, I'm going to just try the whole, I'll just do some worship Frisbees. Just down here. Because that way if someone sees me, I'd be like, hey, I'm not even worshiping. I'm too cool for that. You know? And I realized that it was a good Sunday. It was great. I, I enjoyed it. Next week, I was like, I'll try like, just a little bit more flamboyant single guy worship, which is <laughs> single girls. You're no different. They're like, hey, I'm here worshiping Jesus. I'm also ringing lists just in case. You know. <laughs> week after that, you know, I just started lifting my hands. And I found over the years that by being able to do something as simple as lifting my hands, because this is not about a method of worship. It's about a message of praise that is different. If I can come in and lift my hands when I don't feel like it, I'll probably be able to forgive somebody when I don't feel like it. Plus, why are Christians the only one that make praise and worship so complicated? We're going to make it denominational. We're going to make it theological. When everybody else in our worlds and in our cities understand, if you're excited, what do you do? You yell. If you're happy, what do you do? You make a scene about it. You go to any athletic event in the world. You can see someone in New York City go to see the Giants play. They will paint themselves blue, and they will be the most crazy. They'll go to jail for praising so loud. You come into church, you're going to get all sophisticated. Oh, I don't want to let myself go. Really? Because you were just worshiping and praising a football team. You go to a Justin Bieber concert, you're going to see hundreds of thousands of people. Just with arms lifted, loving the beads. You go to a Coldplay concert, right? And I love music like that, but you'll see these people at these festivals, just hands lifted, just singing Coldplay. But that makes sense for our world to do it so freely, right? Because if you're sick, you know, Coldplay is going to show up at the hospital, right? And heal your body. When you are absolutely desperate for help, it makes sense to let loose at the Coldplay concert because they're going to be there for you in your time of need. If you've got nowhere else to turn, just drop to your knees today. Just put it on. It was all yellow and everything changes. No! Nothing changes. That's of this earth. So if there is anybody in Rochester and beyond that should have some reason 
to get undignified from time to time and to come into a church like this and say, I'm sorry, neighbor, but I'm about to get loud this morning because I might not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I should be had it not been for his grace. So if there's anybody that has a reason to praise God, please let it be the redeemed Christians in the Father's house who have been saved from a life they deserve, who have been given grace from heaven. we got to be. Come on. Come on. Isn't that powerful? Talk about starting your day off today. I was like, woo! That is so powerful. But listen to me. Praise and worship is powerful. Praise and worship can bring the change, will bring the change to your world. Psalms 150 verse 6 says this, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. My question is tonight, what's your excuse? You have breath. And the Bible says to let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Well, that's not me, Pastor. I just don't act like that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You act completely like that when you want to. You act completely like that when you feel like it and you do it for all the wrong things. Come on, I've seen some of you in front of a TV watching a football game. I've seen some of you through events and the excitement you have. But what did Carl say? We come into church and we want to act all dignified and we want to do all this and all that. But Coldplay's never come to our what hospital room and prayed for us. Justin Bieber, nothing. But we'll worship and praise all of that. You see, the reality is this. We say we don't worship, but we all worship something. We all worship something. You know, I have no problem. You can come and watch a game with me. I have no problem getting excited in a game. I'll I'll shout louder than probably anyone in a game. I'll get excited and I'll hoop and holler. I'll be on my feet. I'll have a good time. But you know why I have no problem doing that? Because when it comes to church, I give him more. Come on, I give him more. I give him more praise. I'm, I'm not giving them more praise than what I am for him. I'm making sure there's plenty left in the tank because I want to give God. I want to get my praise on. I understand what it is to truly praise God. Football's not going to steal my praise. A movie star, a, a pop star, they're not going to steal my praise. I'm going to make sure that my praise is for God. Did you know that Lucifer was not always the devil? Lucifer was not always the devil. In fact, he was known as the anointed cherub who covered. He was the one that God created to stand in front of him. He was the praise and worship leader. He was the one that led the choirs and the musicians of heaven. But one day he had an issue that the glory was going to God. And the glory wasn't coming to him. And so what did he do? His very essence was music. What did he do? He stole praise. Look what it says in Ezekiel chapter 28. You can also read an account of it in Isaiah 14. But Ezekiel 28 beginning in verse 12. In the last part of that verse, it says what? You were the seal of perfection. You were full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. 
Every precious stone. Have you got the next one? Every precious stone was your covering. You had the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, the emerald with gold. And notice this, it says, The workmanships of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day that you were created. Notice, the workmanship of your timbrels and your pipes was what? Was created, was worked. He was a walking instrument of praise unto God, you were the anointed, verse 14, the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in all your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Till one day he said, Why should God get the praise when I can have the praise? Iniquity was birthed inside of his heart. Jensen Franklin said something so incredible last night. I thought, wow, how cool is that? In heaven, in a place of perfection, Satan fell. Satan fell in a place where there was no sin and there is no sin. So the next time the enemy tries to come and accuse you of what you're doing in your life, you look at the devil and say, hey, I'm walking in darkness over here. I'm doing the best I can, but leave me alone because you couldn't even make it in perfection. Come on, you couldn't even make it in perfection. If we're going to talk about someone who doesn't have it together, you're the one, not me. I'm trying hard and I'm living by grace. I make mistakes, I stumble and fall, but I'm picking myself up and I'm worshipping and I'm praising God. And as a result of his pride, as a result of what he allowed in his heart, the Bible says that he was cast out of heaven. He was smitten from heaven, never to be given the opportunity to return. In him was pride. In him was self-exaltation. And in him was rebellion. Come on, he wanted it for himself. We can get a little like that many times in our life. Well, I don't feel like praising God. I, I don't like that song. Notice what? It's about me. It's about what I want. It's my preferences. It's about how I think things should be. Well, we never used to do it like that. The old way was the best way. For who? For you. But what about the next generations? What about the others that are coming up? Come on. It's different methods, but it's the same message. We have to reach those around us. And the only thing that keeps you... In a spiritual, heavenly atmosphere is praise and worship. Praise and worship. And I want to show you quickly tonight three things that's going to happen to you if you don't praise God. Three things that's going to happen to you if you choose not to give God the praise. Which I'm telling you right now, if you choose not to worship and praise God, you're in rebellion to God. Because he said, let everything that has breath... Praise the Lord. That's his instruction for us to praise him. Are you ready? Number one, if you don't praise God, you're going to get down. You're going to get down. What happened to Satan when he refused to praise God any longer? Guess what? He was cast down. He was taken from where he was and he was put way, way down. You know what's going to happen in your life? You're going to start to lose your joy. 
Come on, you're going to lose your peace. You're going to leave, lose that step that you had. You're going to begin to get down in yourself. Your spirit's going to become deflated. You're going to allow circumstances and situations to get the better of you. You're going to be miserable. You're not going to be fun to be around anymore. Why? Because your praise tank is running on empty and therefore your life is going to suffer as a result. And when you get down, guess what happens? Circumstances, troubles, adversities, they'll begin to get the better of you. They'll appear to be bigger than you. They'll appear to be badder than you. And they're going to whip your tail. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, they'll whip your tail. They really will whip your tail. But you see, prayer and worship, praise and worship doesn't change my circumstances. It doesn't change my problems or my adversities I face. But listen to me. It creates an atmosphere where what? Where God can come in. And when God comes in, he changes it. Come on, it's not just because I sing a song that my circumstances change. It's because when I sing a song, I create an atmosphere where God's presence can come. And where God's presence comes, he shows out and he moves and he changes circumstances. I can't sing in the natural my problems away, but I can create an atmosphere where God can come and he can rid my life of those problems. If you want to bring change to your life, you've got to learn how to praise Him. You've got to learn how to worship God. Because praise and worship should never just be something we do. It needs to be who we are. We need to be worshippers. We need to be full of worship. Come on, when a bad doctor's report comes in, when there's no money in the bank and the bills are due, when they come in and call you in and say, we're going to have to cut your pay and cut your hours. Come on, when your children are messing up bad, what do you got to do? You got to start praising him. Come on, let me help me in the house tonight. Come on, you got to start praising him. Come on, you can't let those things steal your praise because if your praise is gone, you're going to be down. You're going to be way down. You're not going to be where you need to be. And everything is going to be bigger than you. You've got to turn on praise and worship. Just begin to get some music and get some praise and worship. And when you're feeling down, just put on a praise and worship CD and see what happens to you. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to get more depressed I'm telling you now, you're not going to get more down. Something's going to become alive inside of you and you're going to feel a lifting in your spirit. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You're going to feel a lifting. You're going to feel a release of that which was once down. You're going to feel a release. The atmosphere is going to change all around you. Come on, if you know what I'm talking about, come on, you know what it is to be full of that. We've got to praise and worship God. Look at your neighbor square in the eyes and say, you need to change the atmosphere of your life. Come on, change the atmosphere. Welcome God through praise and worship. Come on, why are you down? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, why are you down? Come on, get up. You got to praise him. You got to praise him. You got to praise him. Come on, Jensen Franklin in his message said this. He said, come on, let's just have a praise break right now. Come on, let's just have a praise break in the house. Come on, let's just have a praise break in the house. Come on, let's just praise God in the house. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Praise God. So you're going to get down when you don't praise God. You know what else is going to happen? Point number two, you're going to get bound up. You're going to get bound up. 
In Jude 1 verse 6 we read, And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under the darkness for the judgment of the great day. He's talking about the angels that followed Lucifer. We're going to talk a little bit more about them in a few moments. But he's talking about those who refuse to praise God. Where are they? They are now in chains in darkness. If you don't want to praise God, you're going to be bound. You're going to be bound with chains of addiction. You're going to be bound with chains of fear. You're going to be bound with chains of depression. You're going to have all these things that are going to come upon you. Your life is going to be bound without praise and worship. You know, there's so many Christians struggling today with addictions. So many people who say, I love God and I've given my life to Him, but yet there's still strongholds in their lives. I'm telling you, what you need to discover is your freedom comes through praise and worshiping God. Your freedom comes through throwing your hands in the air and getting your thoughts off yourself and placing it on God and giving Him all the praise. I'm telling you, chains are going to be broken when people begin to praise God. My desire for this house is when the band begins to play, that there's a, there's a vibe that you feel. There's just an excitement that rushes in the house, that people are ready to get their praise on. Sorry, I can't talk to you anymore. I've got to get my praise on. Come on. I've got to turn my phone off. You can't distract me in the house anymore because I've got to get my... Listen, if you're going to sit beside me, you can't disturb me during praise and worship. And maybe you need to move away a little bit because I'm just going to wave my hands in the air like I just don't care. Come on. I'm just going to get my groove on in the house because I'm sick of being bound. I'm sick of being down and I'm praising my way to victory. I'm praising my way to my deliverance. Can I give you a secret tonight? I want to tell you a secret. You ready? Here's the secret. I don't always feel like praising God. Now, I know you may think that's crazy because you're in here and you're just hopping and popping and you're doing all that stuff and you're dancing and you're praising God. I don't always feel like praising God. I really don't. I have tough days just like every one of you. I have problems going on in our home. Kids, we have six kids. That's a whole lot of problems. That's a lot of phone calls from teachers and things going on. And and there's always something that could be happening around us. Listen, we pastor a church. We've got a lot of needs. We've got a lot of things that can get us down. And we can look at circumstances and we can get discouraged. And I don't always feel like praising him. But when's the last time you came in church and you saw me during the praise and worship just sit there or just stand here and not even move? Even though I don't feel like it, do you know what I do? I still do it. Because no matter how I feel, he still is great. Come on, no matter how I feel, he still is worthy of my praise. And I can choose to say, no, he's not. Then what happens? I'm going to get down, way down. I'm going to allow those oppressions and things to begin to bind me up. Come on, if I don't feel like it, that's maybe a time I need to praise him a whole lot more because I've got to shake those things off and I've got to get it going in my life. Come on, it's freedom to my life. That's why I praise God. It's freedom to your life. That's why Satan doesn't want you to feel like doing it. Do you ever realize where those thoughts come from? They're not from God. The thought of not praising God or not being in church is not from God. 
You can try and justify it and say, well, I paid my tithes and gave a little bit extra Sunday, so I don't have to be there the next week because I've already paid up in advance. You can say that all you want. That's not God. God says, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. And he says, even more as the day is approaching, we're in the last days. We need to be in the house. We need to be in an atmosphere where we're praising God and we're loving him. Oh, I'm just too tired. Isn't that amazing? We're too tired to give to God, but yet we're not too tired to give to other things. Well, I'm too tired to go to church. I'm staying home and our friend calls up and says, hey, listen, I've got tickets to go to this great movie that's out. You want, oh man, I'll be right there. What time are you coming over? Isn't that amazing? I'm too tired to go to church, but not too tired to do those things. Whatever the reason Satan's using right now to try and inhibit our praise, you've got to realize the reason he's attacking it so strongly is because he knows the power in it. Satan knows better than most of us the freedom that praise and worship brings. He was in the atmosphere of heaven. He knows the power of praise. He knows the power of worship. And that's why he wants to steal from you so much. That's why he wants to take it away. He knows what's available to each one of us. Come on, David was a prayer warrior. Come on, David loved God. David prayed. But you know what else David did? David was a praiser. David was a worshipper. In fact, if you read your Bible, the book of Psalms was a song book. It's a song of praise. David wrote most of those. He knew what it was to worship. The whole book of Psalms was supposed to be read or sung to music. It was like a rap. It was like just the lyrics that they used back in then. And he would play his harp and he would sing those songs unto God. And David is known as what? David is known as a man after the heart of God, had the heart of God inside of him. But I want to tell you something today. It started in his hands and it started in his feet. What do you mean by that? He didn't always feel like praising God, but you know what he did? He said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And he began to put his hands together. And as he began to put his hands together, he began just to move his feet a little bit. Come on, you can't have a heart after God if you're not willing to surrender your hands to God and your feet to God. Come on, I've said this for years and you've maybe heard me say this. If you're waiting for the Spirit of God to move you, to put your hand in the air... You're going to be waiting a long time because I've never been in an atmosphere where all of a sudden my hands were up and I'm like, what's going on? I've never been in a place that my feet are doing all this. And I'm like, man, I can't control this. I have control of my hands. I have control of my feet. And we have to take a step out in the flesh sometimes. And even though we don't feel like it, that's the sacrifice of praise. We've got to take that step and say, God, you told me to praise you. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to start going with my hands and I'm going to start start going with my feet. And I'm telling you right now, as you begin to do that, there's going to be a freedom that's going to come to your life. You see, God only works with that which is given to him. He can take five loaves and two fishes that are given to him and feed a multitude, but he cannot take it while it's withheld. 
If you want to give him your hands, if you want to give him your feet, come on, God will work with what you give him. And God will change it. Oh, but I don't do that. I'm too proud to do that. Come on, I don't do that. That's not true. We've seen you. We know what you're like outside of here. It's time to start giving those things to God. Come on, it's time to begin to clap and move our feet. And we'll be amazed at the freedom it's going to bring. And it doesn't only set us free. Come on, it begins to bring freedom to those who are around us. Come on. You know the Bible says to cry with those who cry. We all know that. We all know about being there for the people who are in need. Oh, we're all over that. But you know, Miss Kristen, the Bible says also to rejoice with those who rejoice. So do you know what that means? That means if we're going to have compassion on someone because they're down, that means we've got to rejoice with people who rejoice. So that means if I'm sitting on the row and all of a sudden Pete jumps up and he starts praising God and he starts praising God, the Bible says I've got to rejoice with those who rejoice. Come on, I've got to get up and I've got to participate. Come on, in your row in church, if someone is praising God, you've got to stand up and praise God. Oh, we'll cry with them and we'll say, what about this? But God says also, we've got to rejoice with those who rejoice. You maybe don't know what they're shouting about. You don't maybe know what's going on. Miss Kristen was shouting. She had a miracle today. I'm telling you, her whole row should have been buzzing during the praise and worship tonight. She had God break through today and such an incredible miracle take place. And she's praising God. I don't even know have to know what she's praising him for. I just can join her and say, amen, sister. I'm praising him too. Come on, we've got to praise God. Because after all, it's not for us. It's all for Him. But the promise is, in giving we shall receive. Look what it says in Luke 6 verse 8. It says, give and it will be given to you. Come on, good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over. And it goes on to say in the end of that verse, with the same measure you use. The same measure is going to be given back to you. And remember that scripture is not talking about money. It's not talking about just giving to God. We've quoted that given, it will be given to you. It's a good scripture for that. But it's more than just money. Come on, it's an underlining principle of return into every area of your life. When you give to God, He's going to give back to you. And the portion you give to Him, He's going to give it back to you. Come on, there's no reason in here when I look around and I see those who have been bound and oppressed and tormented and sick and lame in their lives. God has set you free. Come on, we need the opportunity just to be able to praise him. Come on, we have that opportunity and we need to give him praise. Why? Because I'm tired of being down. I'm tired of being bound. I want to see freedom and victory in this church and in your life. And as I said earlier, when you don't feel like doing it, that's when you need to do it. That's when you need to do it. Come on, say with me, bring the change. Come on, I can bring the change to my world. I can change the atmosphere of my life. Point number three, you're ready for this one. This is a good one. You ready for this? If you don't worship, you'll encourage others not to worship. If you won't worship, you'll encourage others not. Remember we said we're going to come back to the angels? When Satan said, I'm not going to worship God anymore, you know, one third of the angels of heaven followed him and said the same thing. Don't think that you're not going to influence those around you with your negativity to worship and praise. Don't think you're going to impact those around you when you're in that state. Come on, others are going to follow your lead. Jensen Franklin made a statement last night, and I thought it was really powerful, and I loved it, and I agreed with it. You maybe don't. Take it or leave it. It's not the gospel. It's what he said. But listen to this. 
He said, parents, when you had kids, church ceased being about you, but now it's about them. Think about that for a moment. When you had kids... Church ceased being about you, it's now about them. What is he talking about? It talks about we've got to create a generation. Come on, we've got to create something for the next generations too. We've got to teach our kids how to worship. Come on, it's not about us. We're showing by example what God has done in our lives and we're leading. Come on, we're teaching the next generations how to praise Him. Listen, if we are the generation that don't praise Him, the next one won't. The next won't. But if we're a generation that praises him, if we're a church that praises him, guess what? In the kids' ministry, in the youth ministry, we're going to have kids who know how it is to praise God. We're going to know how it is to worship. Come on, we've got to lead by example in the praise and worship. Come on, get your hands out of your pockets and begin to give him your hands. Begin to give him your feet and watch as other people around you will follow. Your life is going to influence people either for the good or the bad. Your life is. I'm going to close with one more scripture. And then you know what we're going to do today? We're going to worship God. We're just going to end the service with a shout of worship and praise in the house. Because we're going into Friday night believing for bondages to be broken. And we're just believing for God to do great things. Come on, we're believing for those who are down to be lifted up. We're believing for those who are in chains to be set free. We're not going to allow someone else not to worship because we don't worship. Come on, we're going to inspire people to worship. We're, going to, we're just going to get our praise on. I think this is one of the greatest scriptures in the Word of God when it comes to worship. And you've really got to get this tonight. And I think if you get this, you're going to have no problem praising and worshipping God. Ezekiel 46 and verse 9 says this. In the King James Version of the Bible, the title of this chapter says, The Law of Worship. In my Bible, it said the manner of worship. But think about that, the law. He was saying, this is the law of worship. Look what it says. But when the people of the land, that's us, when we come... Before the Lord on the appointed feast days, what he was saying is when we come to the temple, notice this, whoever enters by way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate. And whoever enters by the way of the south gate shall go out by the way of the north gate. Notice this, he shall not return by the way of what? The gate through which he came, but he's going to go out an opposite gate. Come on, say with me, opposite gate. Now, I want to see something here, okay? If this pulpit is the gate, notice this, as I am coming in through this gate, the Bible says the law of worship, I'm not to turn around and go out the same way in which I came. Come on, but I am to come out of a different way. Come on, I feel it right now. As we begin to praise and worship God, we come in one way, Jesus. And when we leave, we come out another way. Come on, and he doesn't just say come out a slightly different, different way, but he says a complete opposite way. Come on. So if you're depressed, come on. As we begin to praise and worship God, you're going to come out free. Come on. As you're bound, you're going to begin to see the liberty come all over you. As you're sick, come on. You're going to come out healed because when you go in one way, come on, you're going to go out the complete opposite direction. Come on. Come on. 
Come on. That's what praise and worship is. That's what praise and worship is. Come on. That's what praise and worship is. I don't know how you came in tonight, but the law of worship says you maybe come in one way, but you're going to leave another way. Come on. You maybe came in bound, oppressed, tormented. You maybe came in sick today, but come on. You're leaving another way. Come on. You're leaving free today. Stolen praise is Satan's specialty. Giving him praise and worship must be our specialty. Come on, Satan's taken it for long enough. Come on, what we do, we must praise him. Come on, because as we praise him, it lifts us up. As we praise him, come on, it begins to set you free. Come on, as you praise him, it impacts other people around. In other words, as we praise and worship God, it's a win, win, win situation. We win. Others win. God, our life is turned around. I want us to praise him like never before. I want us when the music begins to play in this church for us just to magnify God like never before. I want us to praise Him like never before. Come on, Trey and Megan are going to lead us in worship right now. If you want to come down to the front and you just want to worship God tonight, come on, let's just begin to worship God in the house. Come on, let's just begin to give Him that praise. Come on, you maybe don't feel like it, but come on, push through. Come on, push through right now. Come on, you came in one way. But you're going to leave another way. Come on. Come on. Come on. Every time we come into this house, we need to really praise Him. Come on. We need to really give to Him. We need to bless His His name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus.
Come on, just to praise you, God. 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 Come on, oh Jesus, God, all I need to do, God. All I need to do is find God, we've got to find you, God. We've got to push through our circumstances and problems, God. Just begin to lift our hands. Begin to clap our hands. Just begin to move our feet. God, just to begin to praise you, God. Just to worship you, God. Just to worship you. Just to worship you, God. You know, yesterday during the homecoming service, someone got up to give a tribute about Mr. Albert. And they talked about how they used to, before they were saved, how they used to be in the clubs and how they used to dance and how they used to do all those things. And the man talked about how one night in the middle of the club, Albert looked at him and says, I'm through with this. I'm done with this. This is just emptiness. It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything no more. There's no joy. There's no satisfaction. He said, I'm through with this. I'm done with this. And the testimony was that Albert never went back to that way of life. And here's the challenge that I made during the homecoming. Did you ever hear him say he was done with Jesus? Did you ever hear him say that he was through, that he was over, that it wasn't doing anything for him anymore? No, because there's truth in God. There's reality in God. Come on, some of you knew what it was to boogie all over the dance floor and you would do it all night. But yet you rob God of that praise when you come into the house. Come on, you rob God of the opportunity that we can just ascribe greatness to Him and we can just give Him that praise that He, do, that he deserves, that He's due. Come on, He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy to be lifted up. Come on, I just want our atmosphere of our church to be changed. I want when we come in Sunday. Come on, this is not hype. We're not trying to hype something. But let me tell you, you maybe don't feel like it, but you just need to be doing it anyway. Come on, you just need to begin to do it. And I'm telling you, you're going to feel a lifting in your spirit. You're going to feel a freedom that's going to come. Bondages are going to begin to fall off. Come on, if you're struggling with addictions and strongholds, your answer is just to consume your life with praise and worship before 
your God. Just to begin to praise Him and to begin to love Him. Just to begin to honour Him. Come on, if you've got a dirty mouth and you use profanity, come on, you can't speak two things at once. As you begin to praise Him and you begin to ascribe greatness to Him, come on, He can begin to clean up your mouth. He can begin to take care of all that. God, we just pray, God, right now that there would be such a new spirit of praise and worship that would rise in our hearts. That, God, we would give you everything of our lives, God. That, God, we wouldn't hold anything back. We wouldn't come into this house, God, with nothing to give. But, God, we would give to you. God, that we would give to you our worship, that we would give to you all of our praise. That, God, we would just honor you with our lives, that we would not allow our praise to be stolen. We would not allow our praise to be silenced. But, God, we would give you all the praise and all the glory. God, we thank you. Precious Jesus, you know, Oswald Chambers said, worship is giving God the best that he has given you. Come on, worship is giving God the best that he has given you. Think about that as we begin to worship God, as we begin to honor God with our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Precious Jesus. God, just to surrender my life to you, God. All I need to do is say your name. Come on. All I need to do is lift my hands and bow down. Hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus. All I need to do is find. Come on, because when I find him, I come in one way and I leave another way. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. All I need to do is worship. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All I need to do is worship. Come on, this is what this church is going to be a place where we worship God. Come on, we're going to ascribe greatness to God in this house. God, we believe healings are going to take place as we begin to worship God, as we begin to praise God. All I need to do, hallelujah. Just to find God, just to find you, God. All I need to do is let His presence fall. All I need to do is worship. All I need to do, God, is give to you. Worship the Lord. You know, when I was a little boy, keep worshiping God. When I was a little boy, about eight, nine, ten years of age, I would have the same kind of dreams over and over again. The dreams that I would have is I would see people almost as far as the eye could see, multitudes of people. I would see people with their hands in the air just praising God. And all of a sudden, from all over, 
the auditorium, all over whatever it was that I had envisioned in my life, I would hear a scream from over this corner, and I would hear a scream from over that corner, and I would hear something from over here, and all of a sudden people would begin to run around the front, and the scream would be, I've been healed, God has set me free, God has done something. I'm telling you right now, as an 8, 9, and 10 year old kid, God gave me that dream. We haven't seen the fulfillment of that yet. We haven't seen the fulfillment of that yet. But I'm telling you, it's not far away. I believe it's begun right now, tonight. I believe. Why? Because as we begin to create an atmosphere, come on, as we begin to create an atmosphere as worship, anything is possible. Come on, anything is possible. We're going to see people say, my tumor's gone. We're going to see people get out of wheelchairs. Come on, we're going to see people say, I came in here with a blinded eye. I can see. We're going to see people say, I was deaf, but now I hear. We're going to hear people cry out and say, God has just touched me. I know it. I feel it. I sense it. Why? Because when we create an atmosphere of worship, when we create an atmosphere of worship, He'll move. Come on, He'll move. He'll move. He'll move. He'll move. He'll begin to move. He'll begin to move. Come on. We're creating an atmosphere. When we say, I don't feel like it, you know what we're doing? We're maybe robbing someone from their miracle. Come on, because as we begin to praise, come on, the Bible says if we don't praise Him, the rocks and stones are going to cry out. I'm telling you right now, there ain't no rock or stones going to cry out for me. Come on, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to worship God. I'm just going to magnify God with my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. In this house, we will sing your name with such pride and such joy. Yes, God. In this house, come on, we will stand upon your word. We will stand upon you. Your truth. Cause in this house we will sing a song that the devil can't stand to hear. A song of healing. A song of healing. Cause in this house we proclaim Lord that you will never change. You're still the same God. You're still the same, God, cause in this house we will sing a song that the devil can't stand to hear. Come on, a song of a song freedom. Of freedom. A song of healing. A song of healing. Cause in this house we proclaim a law that you will never change. You're still the same, God. You're still the same. Cause we want more of you. Cause we want more of you. Cause we want more of you in this house. Come on, make that your prayer tonight. Cause we want more of you. Cause we want more of you. Cause we want more of you in this house. In this house we will sing 
A song that the devil can't stand to hear. A song of freedom. A song of healing. Cause in this house we proclaim Lord that you will never change. You're still the same God. Still Come on, we're going to bring the change. Come on, we're going to bring the change to our world. Come on, we're going to bring it so we can be it. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. A song of freedom. My freedom. My deliverance. Come on, my breakthrough. Come on, my healing. Supernatural healing. Lord, that you will never change. Come on, you're still, you're still the same God. The same Come on, you're the same God, God that raised the dead. You're, you're the, the same, same God that healed the sick. Come on, you're the same God that set the captives free. You're the same the God that those who were oppressed with demons, they had to be released. They had to leave. Come on, there's freedom in God. Because in this house we proclaim. Lord, that you will never change. You're still the same, God. You're still the same, God. Because in this house we will sing a song that the devil can't stand. Come on, house is not just speaking about this church. Come on, your body is the temple of the living God. Come on, in my house, I'm going to proclaim that, God, you'll never change. In my house, I'm going to proclaim that you're freedom. In my body, I'm going to claim that you're the healing. Come on, I'm going to sing a song that the devil doesn't want to hear. Come on, in my house. Come on, in the house, in my body, in my life. God, we thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. God, I just pray, God such a spirit of worship just to flood this house. God, a spirit of worship just to flood each heart, God. We're not into hype. God, it's not about that. But God, what it is, is about creating an atmosphere where you will move. And God, when your people begin to praise you, God, when your people begin to worship you, the Bible says that we knit a throne, that we build a throne where your presence, where you can come down. And God, when you come down, God, you show out. And you heal. God, we just believe in come on. Come on, how many are gonna believe with me and say we're gonna see healings during praise and worship? Come on. Come on, how many are you gonna believe with me that we're gonna see people running to the front and falling on their knees and saying, Tell me how to get saved. I need Jesus. Come on, that's what revival's gonna be when people are falling down on their knees and saying, I need Jesus, pray with me, save me. Come on, how many believes that in this house bondages and addictions are gonna be broken as we begin to praise? Come on, we begin to praise. We begin to praise as we get our selfishness out. Because selfishness is what was pride and rebellion that caused Satan to steal praise. Come on, I maybe don't feel like praising, but someone on my row maybe needs me to praise. Come on, someone around me needs to praise. Oh, I need to praise for myself, but someone around me maybe needs me to praise. Come on, as we begin to realize that, there's going to be release that happens. Listen to this. Jensen Franklin told this story, and I thought, how awesome. He talked about being brought up in North Carolina. And there was a big military base there. I can't remember. I think it's Fort Benning, is it, in North Carolina? It's one of those forts that's right there. Anyway, it's an Air Force base too, and it's where the planes will fly in. 
And he said there's a particular part of the interstate that runs almost parallel to the side of the base. And he said at times you could be driving down that interstate and a jet would just come into land. And he said it would be so loud you would think it was coming into your car. Your car would shake because of the afterburners of the jet as it went past. And he said it would terrify you at times. And he said, but there was a sign, a billboard on the side of the road, and it says this. It said, pardon the noise. It's the sound of freedom. (laughs) Don't you love that? Don't you love that? Come on, we're going to have to put a sign up somewhere in our church that says, pardon the praise. Come on, pardon the noise. Come on, I'm sorry, but, but guess what? It's the sound of freedom. Come on, it's my freedom. It's the sound of freedom. There's freedom that comes through praising God. Pardon the noise. It's the sound of freedom. It's the sound of freedom. Pardon the praise and worship. It's my means of freedom. It's my means of deliverance. It's that which is going to lift me up. It's that which is going to set me free. It's that which is going to impact other people around me. Come on. Aren't you glad tonight that you can come into a house where God rules and reigns? Aren't you glad that we can be free to worship God? We can be free to worship Him. I want us to come in here on Sunday. But listen, praise and worship is not just for Sundays and Wednesdays. Praise and worship is for your whole day, in your car, in your workplace, wherever you're at. You can just begin to praise and what You don't have to make a fool of yourself, but you just can give God the praise and the glory. I remember one preacher talking about that someone said they were going to buy him a suit. And they took him in and he was being measured for the suit. And he says when the guy put the jacket on, he said he couldn't stop it, but his hand began to go up in the air. And the guy said, what's wrong? He said, man, I'm just thankful someone's buying this suit for me. Come on. I just got to give God some praise in the hands. And that's how we need to live our lives. Oh, it's easy to grumble and complain about what's not happening. Listen to me. Praise God and make it happen. Come on, praise God and bring the change to your family. If your husband's not saved, and you praise him into the kingdom. Come on. If there's sickness in your body, you praise your way into your healing and deliverance. Come on, there is power in praise. Power in praise. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Go like this with me. Every one of you has breath. Just making sure, just checking, just checking, just checking. Your breath may be a little bit bad because you're fasting, so don't breathe over me. Come on now. But what I'm saying is you've got breath. The Bible says you better be praising God. God, we just pray as we go out from this house tonight, God, that you would just, God, change our whole outlook on the power of praise and worship. That, God, we would realize, God, the power, what's available to us through worshiping and praising you. God, when we're down, it can change the moment. God, when our kids are not how they need to be, come on, we can push through and get the victory in that. When we're feeling sick, we can lift our hands in the air. Come on, when we're down, we don't need to run from the house. We need to be running to the house. We need to be looking forward to an opportunity to get our praise on. Come on, to get our groove on. Come on, to begin to worship God like we've never done before. And I'm telling you, God, we're going to see those miracles that you promised to me all those years ago. We're going to see them take place, and it's going to begin from this night forward, God. We're going to see it. We're going to be the change because we're going to bring the change. 
We thank you. We praise you in this house. In Jesus' name. Come on, shout amen in the house. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Demons have to leave at the presence of God. Come on, the miracles happen in the praises of God. We're going to create an atmosphere. Come on, do me a favor. Can you do this? Can you be obedient to pastor? I want you to find three people. Not one, not two, but three. You can do four if you want or five if you want. But I want you to find at least three people. I want you to high five them and look them square in the eye and say, you better get your praise on. Come on, you better get your praise on. Come on, don't come in here Sunday with no praise. Come on, come on, get your praise on tomorrow. Come on, get your praise on Friday. Get your praise on Saturday. Get your praise on. Get ready because Sunday's going to be awesome. Come on, we're going to create an atmosphere of praise in the house. Hey, we love you all. Come on, rejoice with God. Come on, praise all your way to your car. Praise all the way to your house. Praise all the night. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, get that praise on. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.